Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. Come out from among them and be separate from religions of the world that are completely Christless. Come out from among them and be saved. Come out and if you're thirsty. Take of the water of life freely. If you're a sinner, you qualify. And you know what? Praise God, I qualify. You know why? Because I'm a sinner. Welcome, everyone, to our final teaching in the book of Revelation. Jesus makes it clear that all are invited to come to him for salvation and eternal life. He will not exclude anyone who comes to him. An invitation is both an opportunity and a responsibility. If we decline an invitation, we have only ourselves to blame. One might say, I don't understand all the Christian doctrine and theology. Come anyways because it doesn't say whoever understands. It says, let him take the water of life freely. Now let's join Pastor Rob for this final lesson in the book of Revelation. To John, see that you do it not. Worship God. Don't worship me. I'm a fellow servant. And he said to me, verse 10, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. You remember at the, at the very end of the book of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 12, after God had given him such a wonderful picture of prophecy, extending all the way from not only the time that he was alive, but going all the way into the millennial reign of Christ, at the end of the book of Daniel, this is what it says. The angel said to him, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Sealed till the time of the end. But now, in the book of Revelation, the angel, as he is unfolding these things before John, he says, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. When Daniel gave his prophecy, that was over 2,600 years ago. But now, in the first century, John is being spoken to, and he says, now, I want you to proclaim this. It's coming soon. From our perspective, it's been 2,000 years so far. But it's coming. Do you believe it? I believe it. God has never lied to me. He never can lie. He is not the author of lies. We know who that is. But he's faithful and true. Isn't that not one of his titles? Can you trust God? I would encourage you, for those who are listening or watching or, or here today, 
Search and see. Is he faithful? Is he true? If he is, then serve him with all of your heart. If he is not, then you find something else. But I can tell you that he is the solution. No one like him. People search the world over to find that hole, to fill that hole in their heart. They search Buddhism, they search Hinduism, they search all kinds of different religions and factions and weird kind of things, and yet the only one that makes sense is a loving God who paid the price for you. You don't have to do anything for him to earn. He's done it all for you. We simply receive it by faith and walk in the the glory of it and his promises. Notice in verse 11, he who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. That sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? Because it's like, no, that, that's not really good. That's not really good. But then it goes on and says, he who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And people who don't listen to the prophecy of this book, here's the reason behind this. They will continue in their wickedness. If you don't listen to the prophecy of that of, of this book, you will continue in your own wickedness. But for those of us who do know the Lord, we are going to continue in righteousness. We're going to be righteous still because we, we walk in him. And we will be holy because he is holy. In verse 12 it says, And behold, I am coming quickly again. When he comes quickly, it will happen suddenly without warning. And my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. That speaks of the, the, the Bema Seat judgment. We've already talked a lot about that over the time we've been in Revelation. That judgment for believers, not a, a bad judgment, not a judgment of going to heaven or hell, but you're already in heaven. Do you understand that that, that Bema Seat judgment is not a judgment in the sense that you and I think of it? You're not going to be judged and, and be pounded and kicked out of glory. It doesn't happen that way. No, it's for the things that you've done since you've been saved. You're going to be rewarded for the things that you've done. And you will lose reward for the things that God put on your heart that you didn't do. Or the things that weren't of his heart at all that you didn't do. You'll lose reward, but you will be saved. And you'll be eternally in his presence. But there will be rewards. The Bible clearly says that in 2 Corinthians. Again, just by way of review, Jesus says, when I come, my reward is with me because when he takes us off the earth and we meet him in the clouds, that this judgment will take place. It says, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him, for we must all appear. Notice that Paul is including himself. We must all appear before the judgment seat, the bema seat. That's what judgment seat means. In the Greek, it's bema. It's from the Greek games. We will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And we'll be rewarded for those good things. And we won't be rewarded for those things that weren't of him. Seems fair, doesn't it? In verse 13, he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. This wonderful phrase, just speaking of Jesus Christ. And finally, verse 14, blessed are those who do his commandments, and that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the the gates into the city. 
I don't know if you knew this, but there were Beatitudes in the book of Revelation. Anytime you see where it says blessed are or blessed is, it reminds us of Matthew 5 through 7, the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. There are Beatitudes, seven of them, actually, in the book of Revelation. We're not going to go through them, but these are the places where they are written, and this is one of them. In Revelation 22, verse 14 here, this is one of those. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates of the city. Notice it's not just enough to know. Knowing is good, but if knowing does nothing but fill our head, then it really doesn't accomplish what it's supposed to. We're supposed to hear it with the intention of doing something about it. That's why in James says, be doers of the word, not hearers only, because if we are hearers only, then we deceive ourselves. A lot of people have head knowledge about God, but they don't do anything about it. And then they wonder why their life is so stale. They wonder why their Christianity is so stale and crusty, because they've taken in a lot, but they don't do anything with it. Does that sound like you, perhaps? Has it sounded like you maybe at some point in your in your time and your walk with the Lord where you just kind of been receiving and receiving but you don't do anything with what you what you know to do and you get kind of bored and you get kind of stale you you, you become like the dead sea there's nothing coming you're getting all the stuff coming in but nothing's going out and you become stagnant and see God would not have that for us that's why it's important that we can't just listen we can't just take in all the facts. We've got to take it in and then do something with it. In our own life first and in the lives and the everywhere, everywhere around us. That's why Paul says, walk circumspectly, not as fools. Seeing the time is, you know, the, the days are evil and the time is short. Walk circumspectly. Are you aware of what's going on around you? How can you make an impact for good? And everything that's around you. Blessed are those blessed are those who do his commandments. Again, no condemnation here. But we must do something with what we know. We have to share it. Are you afraid to share the gospel? Are you afraid to share the good news with people? It's not an easy thing. You'd think that with a message that we carry it would be easy. But we know that we are fighting not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. That's why it's hard. And you know, you can feel it. You know how you can feel it? You go up to somebody today and walk right up to them and say, the Lord just want me to tell you that Jesus loves you. The resistance that you feel to do that will show you the reality of this battle. Everything in you is going to scream, don't do it, you're going to sound like a fool. Right? I know this. And when you talk to them about coming judgment and also the, 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 the salvation and the rapture, you may think that that's going to sound foolish to them, and that's okay. It may sound foolish to them, but it's the truth. And when you share that truth, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the resistance. You know you do. That's why you don't do it. That's why I don't do it sometimes. And that's why we, we, we don't do it, because we feel that. And we don't want to appear to be foolish, because we're so concerned. I can be so concerned about 
my personality, my reputation, if I even have one. I'm so concerned about myself. I'm so concerned about my own sense of what are people thinking of me? What do they think of me? And I can almost hear the Holy Spirit saying, going, you mean everything to me, but they don't care. You mean everything to me, Rob. But don't worry about what other people think of you. My estimation of you should be the only thing that matters ever, ever. And yet for people that I see maybe once or twice a year, or maybe I'll meet somebody and never see them again, am I unwilling to share the truth because of how it makes me feel, that it makes me feel awkward? Lord, burn a hole in our heart. Mine too. You see, folks, that's why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to ask God to do that work in us. We have to ask him for that boldness because it doesn't come from within. It comes from him. And unless we have that boldness, that holy, loving, loving boldness, we are going to be strapped in our fears and we won't say a thing. Think about that. Pray about that. Notice in verse 15, but outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Now, what this means is that obviously in the new heavens, new earth, new Jerusalem, outside is the lake of fire. We don't know where that's going to be. I doubt it'll be visible to us, but outside of this place that God is going to prepare for us, outside in that place are going to be those who are the dogs, the sorcerers and sexually immoral. And, and when it talks of dogs, it doesn't talk about the animal okay a dog is really somebody of low character who are unwilling to change men and women of impure minds and sorcerers it speaks of certainly somebody who is involved in magical arts maybe witchcraft but it also speaks of drug abusers pharmakia pharmakos is the name there in the greek and that's where we get pharmacy People who are drug abusers, drug addicts, selling drugs, taking drugs, who never repent from those things, they will spend their time outside are going to be those. The sexually immoral, it's the word pornos. That's where we get the word pornography. And this speaks of male prostitutes. Fornications, no different in God's eyes than homosexuality. It's all sin. These are those who are without side. Notice in verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. Jesus came from the line of Judah. And it, it spells that out for us in Matthew chapter 1, the first 17 verses. And notice in verse 17, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts come, whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. See, God is always inviting the Spirit of God and you and I, the Bride of Christ. What are we saying to the world around us that's dead in their trespass and sins? Come, come. If you're thirsty, come. And it's, that's the, the invitation of God always is to come, come. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. How often have we heard that over the last several weeks? Come out from among them and be separate from religions of the world that are completely Christless. Come out from among them and be saved. Come out and if you're thirsty. 
take of the water of life freely. If you're a sinner, you qualify. And you know what? Praise God, I qualify. You know why? Because I'm a sinner. (laughs) I qualify for something. I get a certificate of showing up. I was accepted because I'm a sinner, just like you. We are accepted in the beloved. And now he gives a warning, verse 18, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And I don't know about you, but as we've been going through it, these plagues are getting old. These plagues are horrible, wouldn't you agree? Don't want to be around for that. I don't want anybody, even even my worst enemy, if I have a worst enemy, my worst enemy is the devil. If anyone adds to these, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. He's very serious. Uh, Going all the way back to Deuteronomy chapter 4, what did the Lord speaking through Moses tell the children of Israel? You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it. Same idea, same principle, the God same yesterday and today and forever, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you, which I command you. Other verses too in Deuteronomy 12, whatever I command you, be careful to observe it you shall not add to it nor take away from it in proverbs 35 verse 6 every word of god is pure he is a shield to those who put their trust in him do not add to his words lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar again why is it that churches don't teach the book of revelation why do pastors don't have why don't they have the courage to do it granted there's a lot that i don't know but you know what if god tells me to teach it i better teach it and i love to teach it honestly but there's a lot of mystery but it's all good i'm not worried about the things those kinds of things just share it teach it there's whole denominations that stay away from this book and yet god says Don't take away anything from it. In other words, why are you not teaching it? Pastors in this country, why are you not teaching this book? Why are you intimidated? I I was intimidated at first, but you know what? You got to do it. And it's a great book. I've been richly blessed by reading this book. Have you been richly blessed? I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I don't know, you know, don't answer out loud because maybe you're thinking to yourself, you know what, a death and judgment, we've seen a lot of that. I'm, and especially during a pandemic when everything was falling apart in our country, certainly didn't help, did it? <laughs> but it was timely. It was timely. What does it say in Revelation 1? Again, the blessing. Blessed is he who reads And those who hear the words of this prophecy, we have read it together, and you have heard it, and keep those things. There it is. Do something with it. It's not only so much so that you read it and that you hear it, but you keep those things. In other words, you do something with it. You keep those things which are written in it. For why? Because the time is near. We are closer now than ever before. And notice what Jesus says. He who testifies of these things says, Surely I come, surely I'm coming quickly. And then John finishes it, even, amen, even so, come Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, amen, amen. We're going to take communion in a few moments. You know, this book has been, honestly, the greatest, one of the greatest blessings of my life, you know, as we've read it. From there, you know, what we just read, it is a blessing. It's been a blessing to me. It's enriched me greatly.
to go through it with you. And especially in the time in our country's history, when we've experienced some of the hardest things, the darkest things, it's been great to go through it. I'm going to miss it, actually. But even me personally, going through some of the most difficult times in my life this year, that we've, we started in the book of Revelation in February of last year, and we've been in it for just a little over a year. And even personally, just the things that not only we as a congregation, we as a country, me and my family personally, what we went through during that time. I'll never forget it. As we worship, uh, come forward and take of the cup and bring it back to your seat and we'll take it together, okay? Amen, Lord. We thank you that you are the great King of kings, the Lord of lords. And Lord, thank you for what you did on the cross nearly 2,000 years ago. Lord, we would be forever indebted to you for all that you've done. And, and yet, Lord, we don't even really understand completely the, the depth and the breadth and the height of what you've done for us and, and for the glories that even await us. Lord, it is really too much. Who's sufficient for these things? And so, Lord, we, we take this bread this morning just mindful, Lord, of how your body was broken as they pierced your hands and your feet and the, the crown of thorns on your head and the spear in your side and for all of the suffering, Lord, that you accomplished the scourging. And yet, Lord, to know that of all the physical horror of all of that that you did, Lord, it was nothing compared to what happened in the heavens that we could not see. The reality of our sin being atoned for once and for all. And, and to know at that very moment, Lord, as you hung on the cross, you must have looked down through, the, through time. And Lord, it says that the joy that was set before him, he endured the pain of the cross despising its shame, but knowing there was no other way. There was no other way. And so, Lord, we take this bread in remembrance of you, and we thank you for going to the cross for us, for me, my brothers and sisters. We remember you. In Jesus' name, let's take, let's partake. And again, after Jesus did that, he, they passed around a cup of wine, they took a sip out of it each, and Jesus said, This is the blood of my new covenant. When at that time he hadn't even gone to the cross yet, but he knew the, the mission that God had sent, and the Bible says that he was obedient unto death. He knew his mission, he knew what he had to do, and he did it willingly. He was no martyr. He willingly laid down his life for you and me. And the blood that was spilled on the cross was the very blood of God, very unique. Only the blood of Christ would do. And Lord, we take this in remembrance of you.
I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today. But please join us next time as Pastor Rob begins a study in the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester's sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. You're also invited to join us on Sunday and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link on the website. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you with your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.